G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, let's turn our attention to the tragedy that's engulfing the Ukrainian people as Russian forces continue to tighten their grip over Ukraine. An opportunity to check the pulse of the Christian radio broadcaster FEBC, who have operations in Ukraine. Kevin Keegan is CEO and National Director of FEBC Australia. Kevin, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's uh, sad to be talking about this this tragedy, as you say, this war in Ukraine, but uh, God is at work through media, so it's a great opportunity to share with you. Thank you. Kevin, you've got teams on the ground in Ukraine. What does the FEBC operation look like there? Well, it's looking vastly different than it was um, a month ago. So FEBC in Ukraine has seven FM stations that are scattered across Ukraine. In fact, our very first station was in Slavansk, and uh, our very first station is now the one of the seven that is off air because it's been damaged by the war. In fact, it was blown up uh, in 2014 when the pro-Russian rebels uh, invaded us. And I think we spoke about that one time back in back in a, a few years ago, yeah, Neil, yeah, and, yeah. and we lost four volunteers. But the operation now, this, we still have six stations operating. We have over 35 councillors that are on air giving prayer and encouragement to people. We have um, people broadcasting out of basements, out of kitchens, out of toilets because that's the safest place to be in their apartment building, out of bomb shelters, and they're continuing to broadcast messages of hope and encouragement and counsel and words of God to the people of Ukraine. It's, 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 I mean, it just melts my heart, the, the courage and bravery uh, we're seeing throughout the scene over there. Kevin, I know you're connected with the teams that are on the ground in UK. Uh, what are you gleaning so far as uh, the atmosphere, the mood, uh, the challenges, the struggles among the people? Well, the people in Ukraine were totally shocked. They were, they were living in fear, but the, the life went on normal. But when the war started... Everybody was in shock, and that was including our broadcasters were in shock. They they didn't know what to do, and yet now they're ministering like never before. And people that we we see it on our screens, we see the resolve for them to to want to protect and and own their own land. But at the same time, we see within people an an openness like we've never seen before in a Christian sense. We have one of our, our pastors, he's our pastor at large, Sergey. And if people people go to our website at FEBC, they'll, they'll see videos of Sergey. And he's he's on the streets of Kiev at the moment. He's, he's standing in front of blown up apartment buildings and blown up supermarkets. And he's talking about the fact that what, what do we do in this situation? Do we get angry? Do we, do we have to always just fight back and, and build this resentment? 
Or do we realize that even in these dark times, even when we go through the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death, God promises that you be with us. And, you know, you hear these words, Neil. So many times we hear verses and or we read them ourselves and we think, yeah, yeah, I, I know that. But when you see somebody quoting those scriptures and living those words in the midst of a war and the noise of sirens around and the bombed out buildings behind, there's something that penetrates your heart. And so the mood of the people there is is one of um, resolve. They're, they're seeking to really stand for their country. But for the other side, there's also recognition that there are great opportunities of providing hope to people in a way that they're desperately hungry for. Oftentimes in crisis like this, Kevin, uh, you have someone like a Sergei who's uh, one of your pastors operating on the ground in Ukraine and uh, and he could have fled uh, but he's decided to stay and fight the good fight uh, in that sense uh, so he's gaining quite a significant reputation around the world uh, getting word out about the Ukrainian people he he is indeed he he even appeared in a in a, in a US Fox News broadcast recently and, and he's not seeking this he's he's not after this but what he's doing in is contextualizing the word of God. And he says, you know, God is, he said, I shared with a soldier and we were sharing scripture together and I was sharing words of the psalm. He's living by the psalms. He's living in the psalms in Ukraine. And he says, the soldier turned to me and he said, my God is my bulletproof jacket. This is what I need. He needs my bulletproof jacket. And then he says, you know, Scriptures tell us in Psalms that God is our strong power. And I tell people, God is our strong bomb shelter. You know, and he, he is just an amazing man of faith who himself has a family, who himself has needs and fears, but who seeks out to help others. And in fact, there's so many stories of this courage. You know, one of our, one of our team members, she's a PhD, a university lecturer, she uh, showed a little TikTok of her leaving a home when the war first started because she was in the eastern areas. And she said, I'm saying goodbye to my home. I've got my two children in the back. My husband's beside me driving the car and we may never return. And then she said, God will either rescue us or take us home. Either way glorifies him. And then she goes on and she says, you know, I'm ready to be with Jesus, but if he lets me live, I'll do anything and everything in my power to share his good news with Ukrainians. And that's what she's doing now. She's still broadcasting. Um, so this is the type of, of encouragement that is coming from the people in our team over there. I know your Eurasia director refers to Sergei as Churchill-like, uh, but as you're <laughs> describing what he does there, it sounds Apostle Paul-like. It's that sort of thing where... A leader arises and becomes an inspiration. Absolutely, and in fact, one of the one of the better descriptions of him was uh, he, he's he's more than Churchill. Like he's he's like Nehemiah, and he's got the Bible in one hand, a microphone in one hand, and in the other hand, bread, because he's also distributing food for people. So he also has that compassionate side. He knows that there are people that are, that are 
starving, that are people that are thirsty. And so he's seeking to provide safe passage to arrange transportation to the border areas where they can cross over into Moldova or, or other neighbouring countries. And, and he is that kind of leader that God raises up at a time like this, absolutely. You mentioned there are still seven FM stations in Ukraine, FEBC stations. Uh, I wonder if you've got any insight as to how the staffing of those happens, how the programming goes out. Uh, has obviously been disruption, but uh, somebody's keeping the somebody's keeping the lights burning. Absolutely. So, as I say, seven, but one has been destroyed. The one in Slovansk has been destroyed. And it is off the year. Uh, we had we had another station uh, that was also damaged, uh, significantly damaged for a time, but that station was restored. What's happening with our stations is they're being relayed. So our programs are, are coming basically out of other safe areas. And I, I won't mention all the areas where they're coming from, but they're coming from safe areas relayed to our station. But in every station, to allow them to continue to be operational, is technicians and and other maintenance people who are there to make sure that the broadcasts continue. Kevin, a little bit more sensitive to ask you a question like this, but you've also got some operations that are continuing in Russia. What's the FEBC footprint looking like in Russia? You know, Neil, this is this is where it, it, we are all one in the body of Christ, and our when you, when you consider this whole region, you know, we have activities and and broadcasts in Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan and Moldova and all of these surrounding areas, and they are all they are all Russian speaking. They're all part of the former Soviet Union. They're all now independent countries, and our team, our Eurasian team. Are united together. They they plan together. They they work out their programs together. They train together. They they are connected in that way. And you can imagine for some of our team in Russia, it just rents their heart. They they almost feel a sense of shame that their country, the country that they belong to and that they love, is doing such a, atrocities to a neighbouring country and to people that. Quite often they're intermarried, particularly between Ukraine and Russia. Many families are, are related, are connected. And so what we're seeing unfold in that situation is, is one which, you know, to, to digress a little bit, is, is one that will, we see the physical damage now, but the emotional and relational damage will have generational effects. And so our team in Russia will remain connected and, and, and remain, obviously, they they can't easily communicate now across the border and they certainly can't travel across the border. And with the new Russian laws that prevent uh, taking any stance apart from the government's stance and their information, they're very much muted in some of their commentary. However, throughout their social networks and things like that, they offer their support for their colleagues in Ukraine. But it's a tricky time and it's hard for our Russian colleagues. Absolutely. A very tricky time, as you say, monitored, uh, even censored, according to what we understand is happening with all media in Russia, where they're needing to take a particular 
nationalistic stance that supports the president and his actions. Hey, Kevin, how can Australian believers uh, help, uh, I guess, you're always looking for prayer partners, and no doubt there'll be certain needs that listeners today might be able to get involved in. How can we help? We had a link-up recently with some of our leaders directly out of their bomb shelters in Ukraine, and they were sharing that the, the one thing that they appreciate most of all is the prayers of the people. They say... That, and, and I would say this to everybody who is there hearing us talk and who prays. They say it's, it's the prayers from around the world that are lifting us up, that are buoying us, that are strengthening us because we know we don't stand alone, because we know the faith that we have is one where we are united, that we are one in Christ. So the prayers of the people is, is so important and so appreciated. And then, of course, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding and a lot of restoration that's needed, not only in the future, but right now. And we are raising much support for those areas to support Sergey not only in his broadcast, but providing the resources, the supermarket foods, the, 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 and, and counselling. Counselling is so important at this time. So our counsellors, we've got over 35 counsellors that are, that are working almost 24-7 receiving calls, giving prayers themselves, answering dilemmas, people in grief. And people, if they want to support those kind of things, if they want to support the Word of God going out, if they want to see the transformation of human lives, they can be a part of that. They can go to our website and there is a direct way that they can engage in the activities of the Kingdom of God in Ukraine, even now. And we we just recently sent... A, a large amount, um, you know, through various channels to Ukraine to make sure because our teams are also, because we're on media, we're providing means by which people can, can cross borders, can connect with people over, over, sea, uh, over the, their, their uh, media and, and connect them into relationships across border, um, safe passage in those places. So all of those things, Neil, are critical elements right now and will continue to be into the future. Well, no doubt there'll be those listening who might like to connect with FEBC. It is one of those uh, global Christian international broadcasters and uh, do a wonderful work. FEBC and to connect with Kevin Keegan directly and uh, perhaps even to connect by way of prayer support and make a donation, febc.org.au. That's febc.org.au. And as Kevin says, uh, you'll be able to see some of those clips uh, from Sergey, who is uh, their main pastor on the ground, on the streets of Kiev and throughout uh, different areas in Ukraine. Kevin Keegan, thanks so much for taking some time to share your heartbeat as to what's going on in Ukraine with your operation for FEBC. Uh, appreciate you being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.